Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Well, 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 it is I, the lyrical miracle, the sexual intellectual, the cunning linguist, and the quintessential Joel, my schlong is like a baby's arm, like a baby up in your mama's womb, and she loves it when we're listening to In the Room, Gardner. Keep listening, and have yourself an eargasm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. We're back. I am back. The whole the whole crew is back. Well, half the crew is back, and I'm so excited to be here. 
this is in the room on the VOC Nation uh, on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, VOCNation.com, and all your favorite podcast platforms as well. Uh, Brady Hicks here with me as always, the lovely Kathy Fitz. How you doing, Kathy? Good, Brady. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. I'm, you know, I'm excited to be here. Lots of uh, interesting topics. Our, our guest postponed, so we'll, we'll be talking to Kevin Keenan in the uh, in the near future, hopefully, but he wasn't able to make it on tonight. Uh, we also have the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. Thank you for holding down the fort last week, Stro. Kathy, how you doing, Stro? Oh, my, my pleasure. Like, yeah, Kathy was such a big help last week. I was a little laid back, but we missed you, Brady. We're glad to have you and the gang back. It's uh, it, just the reinforcements are here, right? For sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least it's not like it used to be back in the day where it was like all the callers are kind of like scale on the wall and you gotta you gotta fight them <laughs> down. You know, it wasn't like that at least. So uh, <laughs> they were kind of mellow. Uh, killer, killer, Kevin Brady. What's going on, Kevin? I, I still can't get over another Brady. It's me. It's, uh, it's me. It's HKB, the original Brady, hardcore Kevin Brady, representing Steel Cage Radio. <laughs> it's my man, the Hat Patrick Abbott. Oh, look at that! He just stole your intro. Yeah, right? what's going on? It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. We got a couple fun topics. I've been just kind of researching since we discussed them, and I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Oh, you're doing research. Well, that's always good. Yeah. I what's yeah. research? Fancy boy over here with his yeah, research. I, I, I wrote stuff down. I, I wrote stuff down with a pen and paper. I, I'm all set. Yeah. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. I'm only playing, of course. I didn't do any research, but uh, it's all up here in this noggin somewhere. Didn't do any research. <laughs> Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five is the number to call in tonight. And, uh, you know, we can talk whatever you guys want tonight. Obviously, WWE and AEW kind of on their way. Um, yeah, lots of lots of interesting stuff going on in wrestling for sure. Um, I saw a couple kind of topics. Oh, and I wanted to mention, too, ECWA this past weekend was an amazing show. Uh, Joey Ace, who we just had on here, reclaimed the ECWA heavyweight title after winning the Battle Royale right. and getting his title shot. He's a good guy. You know, I like to see good guys succeed, so... Joe Yace is a three-time ECWA champion. So, yeah, good for him. And, he, and he's the Warriors of he Wrestling He didn't seem to like you stuff. very much on the show. Yeah, you know, we go back and forth. You know? <laughs> he's pretty good. Actually, uh, he, he actually, Stro, he grabbed the chair. I was sitting on the chair doing commentary, and he came out, and he, 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 he pie-faced me, but hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to the floor. The second show in a row where I, I bumped, and, and I'm not a good bumper. So, uh, oh wow, yeah. So, but but it was cool. He took the chair and he won the title, and and good for him, I guess. Good good for him. Uh, <laughs> Seems yeah. like a fine young man. With a oh yeah, outstanding, of upstanding. Great great role model. Yeah, I imagine I imagine the call from Ring of Honor is right around the corner. Uh, oh, yeah. oh right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Well, maybe oh, maybe now because they don't really have contracts <laughs> anymore. You're not just hey, you want to come work for us? Yeah, just like any other indie. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I still think they're going to be valued though. I do because uh, I mean they have that that TV deal, right? So yep. that's got to be worth something. Yeah. So it's a televised oh, well, indie. Access. 
No, that's TNA. They're on um, TNA. I don't know something that I don't get. But I, so I watched them on the flight app. Yeah, yeah. They got a Baltimore, Network. right? So that's like Baltimore and yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah. <laughs> I watch them on the flight app, and and they're always on there. So and hopefully they uh, hopefully they're still around for a while. Um, yeah, so that was just one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight. Kevin, I actually really liked your topic a whole lot. I, I'd love to kind of – I think that's a good one to kind of start out as we uh, begin to uh, welcome callers, too. I'm also going to bring on the line uh, Ray, who's joining us uh, after missing a couple weeks there. What's going on, Ray? How you doing, brother? I am doing at least as well as Ring of Honor's creditors. How are we tonight, man? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. To their credit. Coming in shooting, uh, huh? Yeah, coming in hot. Everyone's dropping bombs on Ring of Honor. But you know what? I, listen, I got a, I got a bomb, and, and I want to drop it. And uh, actually, Kevin, it was your bomb. You, you dropped it all. I thought it was a great topic. It's certainly a great way to kind of start the show off. I think that moment, that that moment that comes to you that you fell in love with wrestling. Yeah. So basically, what I was thinking about today was like. Why did I why did I stick with this for so long? I mean, we all I'm sure every one of us here saw wrestling for the first time when we were like seven years old or something like that, right? And mm-hmm. and what is it that captured that seven year old and ran them all the way into their forties, uh, that, you know, maybe whatever something else you saw when you you were seven didn't. Um and for me, as I was thinking about it, what I realized is the show and specifically the event that, and it's kind of cliche, I think, for someone of my age, but the thing that blew my mind and really locked me in was when uh, when this gentleman Who's that? this gentleman okay. <laughs> All right. I in got the that. Pontiac Silverdome. Yeah. When, when this happened. Can you recreate oh, it? Oh, oh, geez. This is how he yeah. does it now. <laughs> Those toys are so great. They, had, they, they will never be the <laughs> The bushwhacker. Oh, yeah. I, I like the Brutus Beefcake. It came like this, and you just had to put his, you know. Put someone else's head in there, yeah. Exactly. This is like, <laughs> right there with I'll, I'll have to get mine out. I, I, I have I have some. <laughs> mine stay in the box. Um, WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania three when when Hogan uh, slams Andre and the reason I realized that this was the moment that captured my imagination was so quick story when I was a kid uh, both of my parents worked uh, my my dad worked days my mom worked nights right so yeah uh, you know this is the early early to mid eighties um, my dad is an older parent at that point so he's of a generation where like you know palling around with your with your seven-year-old son isn't really something that that happened. It's more of a modern parenting thing, right? You know, we'll mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talk football around in the backyard, but otherwise leave me alone. Um, <laughs> so on Friday nights, you know, my mom would go to work, and my dad would take me to West Coast Video, a uh, little local <laughs> video chain. And uh, and we'd go, and, and he'd park me in, you know, in, in free reign and in, in – West Coast Video to go find whatever I wanted while he wandered off into whatever mystery corner of West Coast Video he was going into. Um, <laughs> uh, they had those I, corners. <laughs> they did. They had those beaded uh, those beaded partitions. Uh, mm-hmm. For I wrestling. Would no. yeah. I would obsessively, it was a different kind of wrestling. Yeah. 
obsessively rent one of three tapes. And those tapes, there were two different Transformers tapes, because I was in love with the Transformers when I was a kid. But the third one was WrestleMania 3. I would rent WrestleMania 3 every other week and watch it constantly. Wow. And, and just everything about that event, you know, just the, the hype around the how, how massive the event was in the Pontiac Silverdome. Um, those the really cool cart brought the brought the guys down to the ring. The little yeah, ring yeah. Cart. Those were and, great. And the image of Andre coming down in the cart with Bobby Heenan and and you know so everything about that really kind of just blew my mind. And and as a kid, you know Hulk Hogan at the time we all know he was you know this short of Superman as far as superheroes go. Um, seeing him do the unthinkable and lift this literal giant and slam him on his back uh, was just, it blew my mind. And what's what's really cool about WrestleMania 3, too, is as you get older, you appreciate the rest of the card, and, you know, especially the the, the, uh, the Mm -hmm. Macho Man uh, versus uh, uh, Steamboat match. Absolute classic. So, I mean... That that really is what hooked me, and I can look back and have fond memories of that event. Uh, you know, but whatever, thirty five years later. So. Very cool time for sure. Very cool. Uh, Stro, how about you? I mean, I, I mean, you uh, you go back a ways with wrestling. What was it that made you fall in love? Oh man, uh, since I was a little kid, it was just like uh, growing up uh, with my grandfolks. Uh, Watching, uh, you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling, uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, Championship Wrestling, Florida, rather, uh, world class in Texas, just the different territories back then. Uh, yeah. And, and, and just seeing the excitement in each one and, you know, having your heroes and villains that you cheer and boo on, on television, it, it just, uh, it was infectious and it just, just grew and grew as years gone by to the point where, you know, you, you just, uh, had that love and passion for it. And, Eventually, what brought me to the business. So, and 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 ironically, later on, and my career uh, finding out uh, I was related to one of the greatest ever in the business. Yeah, so, seriously. Uh, yeah. What, what a now, journey, you know. Not like so. Okay, so for those who don't know, you're related to the original Gorgeous George from the fifties. He was your yeah. great great uncle, right? Wasn't that it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, him and my grandpa were like amateur boxing buddies back in the day before he broke. Wow. Up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like. But you had no knowledge of that when you were a kid watching wrestling when you were younger. I, I had no clue. Yeah. Not two not, not years later where, you know, you had, like, Dusty Rose and William Regal comparing my style to George George. And, you know, it just grew and grew. And finally I just asked my grandpa one day, what's, what's going on? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm getting all these comparisons, right? Yeah. And he just looked at me one day and said, you didn't know? <laughs> I didn't know well, How would I know? He smiled me up, right? You know? Yeah. So, crazy. That's now amazing. That's like cool. one of the the guy that redefined what it was to be a deal in the business. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It really it's took true. it from you know just in front of the crowd to playing to the TV crowd too. Uh, there's there's a time that like I wish that I was around for the territory days, and you know uh, I've read the book about junkyard dog, and just hearing uh, the stories about how they would just hot shot the angle in one place. Yeah. 
Yeah. Great book. Yeah. I highly yeah. recommend yeah. Death yeah. yeah. in the yeah. So they hot shot the angle in one place. You know what? This works. So they go from championship wrestling in Florida. They're going to see Harley in St. Louis. You know, they're taking it to the Armstrong in Texas. And it was just like, it's like the barnstorming days of baseball when you would get like cool Papa Bell and all these people going, it. man, it just, it has to be crazy to, to be able to kind of live through that. It's such a more authentic wrestling experience than I think like kids today are growing up with. Well, you know, Mac, I mean, to that to that point, when we were kids, uh, the territories were already starting to go away at yeah. that point. Like, Vince had already started to consolidate power, but there was still a, a, a sense of regionalness, is that a word? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to it. Like, you know, if you were in the Northeast like us, that was WWF territory, and you had to go out of your way yeah. to watch, you know, some of the stuff happening in WCW, um, you know, on the TBS Superstation shows and the, in the closed set. But, you know, that was uh, what Stro was saying about the territories and then what Hag said got me thinking. And, you know, back then, even late 80s, um, you know, WWF came to Philadelphia every month. Yeah. I mean, they were they were running the spectrum monthly. Yep. And my dad, yep. uh, my dad, who realized that, you know, he had created a, a little wrestling fan um, by all those trips to West Coast video, had um, – he was a he was a postal worker down at the Philadelphia International Airport, and every and this was you know pre pre internet pre Ticketmaster the whole thing. So when when they would announce a new show was coming to town on his lunch break, he would leave uh, the airport and he would drive down to the Spectrum box office and he would always get us the best seats he could. Always made sure we had lower level aisle seats. So I was one of those kids that got that amazing experience of like, oh my God, I'm standing two feet away from the undertaker when he's walking down or I'm standing yeah, two yeah. feet away from Hulk Hogan or, or Bastion Booger, whoever, <laughs> just all, all the luminaries. Uh, but, you know, that really did something to myself. And I think the people of our generation uh, that really kind of brought them in closer than, than kids can get today when, yeah, you've got the constant product on TV, um, but but not running your territory, for lack of a better term, every month. You know, you might get to see them once a year, twice a year if you're in a big city. Um, so I think it's really cool. I think that was a really cool time when it was a little more territorial, even in the early days of consolidation. Going back yeah. even further, like Stro was saying, those territory days, I would love to have, just like Hack said, I would love to have been there. And not just the territories, but, like, my thing is, like, the whole kayfabe thing. Like, yeah. In the 80s, and, and I don't know how much of it, because I know there's pockets of the country where kayfabe still exists. Uh, I took my dad to an indie show a couple of years ago in my capacity with Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and I swear to God, my dad has no idea what's going on as far as, like, what's real and what isn't. He's, 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 he's I can't believe he, he was really getting into it, you know? And I was like, I, I miss that. I miss that time. I, I mean, that's how we all we all reconnected. Is that we came to an ECWA show and we're like, we are just going with it. Just Heels are being booed, faces yeah. are being cheered, and we're gonna have the best time. And we absolutely did. It was and, and, amazing. No and, disrespect and, to ECWA, but Hack and I are driving down the road, driving down the White Horse flagging it. Hey, look, it's a dirtbag indie show. Let's go check it out. Right, because right, right. Thing, it's in this old, you know, reform, oh, like a little uh, gym yeah. or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it's just, it's so much mm-hmm. fun when you allow just yourself. School. Yep. When you give yourself that license to pretend, suspend this, you know, your disbelief, and, and yeah. pretend that it's all real. You know, it's cat- still real to me, damn it. 
Exactly. You know, Kathy, I was just saying, um, I, I can remember talking to Bill after not that long ago and just saying, like, like for me, I think what I do with the writing, with this podcast, like, everything would be so much different. I, I just wish, Kathy, I could have been in on that secret at a time when not everyone knew. You know, because it was just such a great time. And the hurricane basically said it this week as well. He's talking about like, oh yeah, fans are worried too much about what's happening behind the scenes, and it takes away your exactly. enjoyment. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. I do. No, there's some compelling stuff about like knowing what's going on behind the scenes, knowing what people really are like. That's fine. But like for me, yeah, as much as the loss of territories, it's the loss of kayfabe that like has definitely affected the way that I view things, for sure. And that's not you my know, thing, I, by the way. I have to Go laugh. Ahead, I hear you guys all saying, oh, when I was seven, I was this. Okay. I was 18. <laughs> okay. I was 18 at Penn State watching wrestling. And Gordon, where did you ask you out? No, I was watching wrestling. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and my I'm only kidding. I was watching. I was watching. like, what was that? I'm just doing like the the the, <laughs> the pose. Go ahead. <laughs> I was watching wrestling, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I was watching Steamboat, mm-hmm. Flair. They were all wrestling. It was great. Barry Windham, when he was younger, it was awesome. Yeah. Then, fast forward, I got to meet Bret Hart. I got to meet Sherry, which was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life, meeting my best friend. And from then on, I met everybody. It's It was, but you guys are all like seven. I was 18. <laughs> it's funny. You know? I wasn't seven. I was older. Yeah. I, I wasn't that much. I was maybe like I was maybe like ten or eleven. So yeah, that that's me you guys too. So I, I'm sixty-two. Like I was twelve years old, and I got to enjoy. I sorry, like I, so like I, I and I had been exposed to wrestling throughout the eighties. Like my cousins were really into it. I can remember having not followed wrestling, and my cousins wanted to do. The, the WrestleMania four title tournament in the backyard at my grandparents' house, you know, and, I, and it's like who's going to be who, you know, Macho Man, Andre, Hulk, uh, Savage. I, I forget who I was. I, I think I got stuck as like, uh, I don't remember who. I, I probably was Ted DiBiase because there weren't that many of us. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't know who. I didn't know who. I was, was going to pick up six with Spudnik Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. I want to give a brief. That's a great reference. I want to give a brief shout out to the Detroit Lions fans on on Halloween that I saw during the Lions Eagles game. There were two guys. They made their way onto the on the TV broadcast. DiBiase, yeah. As DiBiase and Jake the Snake, fantastic costume. Yeah, no, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, so like for me, that that was when I was exposed to it. But I still wasn't a fan. I, and my grandmother would watch it. And one time I was over her house. It was a Saturday morning, and no lie. Uh, Stro, I told you how important John Tenta was for me becoming a fan. I saw Earthquake sit on Hulk Hogan, and I was like, I'm in. After that, my grandmother and I were standing there, we're eating popcorn Saturday morning, we're laughing our asses off at this thing. And it was like, at that moment, John Tenta had me. I had nightmares that Earthquake was going to come and sit on me. 
And, and like, it was just yeah. so cool, you know? I'm surprised I didn't write a letter to Hulk Hogan, like, hoping that he got better in the hospital, you know? He's really awesome okay. in a movie, but I didn't know that, Kathy. I, I didn't know that. Uh, Ray, did you have one? I do, and it might be it might be appropriate that this is, you know, that this one kind of comes at the end of several of these, because mine is, like, it's a weird thing that, like, no one should really probably ever have for a segment like this. But uh, mine, like, like Kathy came, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, it's not quite earthquake sitting on something, but you know, it's 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 up there on that level of weirdness. So mine was older. I was in college before I started watching wrestling, and I wow, I, okay. I started. I well, I started watching it because I had no money for, I had no money for, uh, TV. Porn. And right. or, or porn. I, I had no porn yeah. money either. Yeah. Uh, I had no money for TV. And Speaking of porn, Tora, we'll be right with you. Hang tight. Dude, don't do that while I'm taking a sip, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Okay, so. Uh, I had no money for TV. I had no money for good internet either. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised you saw me do that glare from over the phone. I uh, <laughs> I had – so I had started watching wrestling that I could find online. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. From the internet that I stole from the neighbors upstairs. And okay. Nice. All right. Sure. And and I it was it was strange I did I fell in love with it but I if you want to like like what's the like what's the event or what's the thing this is gonna be so strange so what made me fall in love with it was actually the series of body slam matches between Big John Studd and Andre the Giant. That's great. Just fun you were in college for this? God. Brady, you're no, so I know. You were watching them all. I know. I know. You're I know. so you're so dumb. <laughs> you're <old. That's> weird. <laughs> Gay. Dude, that and like, remember like the full Nelson challenges Warlord did. That, <laughs> yeah. Those, oh yeah. Gimmicks were amazing. <laughs> it sucked you in, but look, you made a lifelong fan there, and it's not wrestling, but it is. Yeah. And it's, wow. so, it's so good. And who um, can forget? Who can forget the the, the drawing power of Akeem the African Dragon. Oh, Akeem! Yeah. Good old Akeem. Ah, ah, ah. Good old Akeem. 
That is you know, cultural in, in, appropriation there. And uh, that uh, topic that uh, that Brady brought up, man, she's a guy that if she kind of stuck with a different gimmick, I think would have been in a much different place. And especially like, looking at how he did in the territory days. And that's uh, a footnote for our other conversation. For me, I have two, and they're both after I've been fans for a while. Okay. I was always around. Um, it was, you know, Saturday morning, I would watch WCW Saturday night at my grandma's house. They were the only people I knew that had TBS. I just remember watching that. But the match that actually got me into wrestling itself, yeah, I was 10 years old for SummerSlam 91. And Brett mm. versus Perfect. And, like, oh, man. just sucked into the art of it all. And kind of, there's not gimmicks. There's not anything but two guys who want to beat each other and are one-upping each other with some showmanship. Yeah. And, you know, then as you get older, it fades. You know, you go through, oh, it's fake, every, uh, corny, this, that, and the other. And just up late one night, MSG, uh, sometime in 1994, double tables. Public Enemy versus Sabu and the Tasmaniacs. And I was yes. like, oh, this is what wrestling can be? 14-year-old yeah. me was like, yeah, I'm I'm into that. Let's do for that. Sure. For yeah, sure. I was so on board for the ECW evolution. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. What a match. What a match. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that heart-perfect match stands up. I had to check and see which came first because I also remember Davey and Brett in Wembley. That's it was 92, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For me. Perfect was the year before. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. two, two SummerSlam matches, Bret Hart. Bret Hart was my all-time favorite for a, a really, really long time. That's so Remember funny. Remember the good old days when there were only four pay-per-views and they were all <laughs> they all Seriously. Yeah, right? no, it was so much better. I, Derek makes mm-hmm. fun of me, actually, because I used to always cheer against Bret Hart in every match. I got Kurt Hennig. I was his number one fan whenever he took on Bret. I was like, you're yeah, a terrible <laughs> yeah. no. no, Bret was a terrible And person. you wonder why he doesn't want to come on the show? <laughs> no, I, 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 I have a pretty good idea. With him, have you shared clips yeah. with him, Kathy? <laughs> I stole like your shirt. Come on, we talked so good about him on Lonesome Dove and the Simpsons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in fact, if you remember, I said I, I hope he stayed there. Actually, <laughs> I'm only kidding, of course. I'm only kidding. Actually, today is the, uh, the I believe it's the 24th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw it on my Facebook uh, memories. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to believe that, uh, that a promoter would – Ruin a guy's chances of winning a legitimate fight it. by submission. You know, it's. <laughs> I'm just. Mac, do you still have the flow chart? No, that got that got destroyed. We got really drunk one night and made a flow chart on how we decided that Montreal was definitely a work. Oh, I, I I'm one of the few people that says that, and I stand by that. Hundred <laughs> percent. I was at a <laughs> I was at a convention one time with Steve Carino. Uh, not to name drop Cassie, but you know how it is. So we're sitting around the table. Brett actually has his back to us. He's like kind of like behind us back here somewhere. And Steve is talking about something, something that Heyman did one time. And he puts his hands behind his head and he goes, yep, that was the second biggest work I ever saw. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, that just reaffirmed for me what I always kind of thought. I, I, I don't know. Because everybody made up. I, I, we can talk about the uh, everybody made out tonight. I, everybody, even Brett, like in theory, he should have made out from that. He, he made money. No, I he made money. Well, he had that money anyway. I mean, he had already. That was the thing. He already had the contract with WCW. The money. Yeah, was yeah. 
I'm going with the uh, he was a rat sent in to destroy WCW by Vince McMahon. But I like that next yeah. year's theory. Sure, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't it Earl Hebner or Kathy? Maybe you remember. Earl Hebner on this show said he thought it was a work, didn't he? I th- I'm pretty sure I remember yeah. that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I did, did he ever say anything to you about it, Stro? Not that you would, like, blow the whole thing up right now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah he he came up a few times in conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, Earl's great to talk to, man. Yeah. Have you ever is heard there, anything is there about a better example of how inept Eric Bischoff is though that Oh, for sure. They dropped the ball on that. You have for the sure. hottest property available. Mm-hmm. The reigning WWF champion yeah. gets screwed live on pay per view. Yeah. You can run miles upon miles with this and they completely shit the bed. We're gonna you make know, them a referee and a have them we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna make <laughs> We're going to make no, them a referee and have them screw somebody else, you know? It's, yeah. uh, oh it's perfect. God. It's perfect. Oh, uh, Stro, I mean, yeah. Anytime someone calls Eric Bischoff one of the one of the geniuses of the history of the business, I'm like, I'm like, can I just point you to that moment right yeah, now? Yeah. And, and he, how anybody could have booked that better. He had his moments, but I, I don't think um, the long-term vision was one of them. I think he was much better at hot-shotting things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion. Uh, what uh, came after um, was uh, left a lot to be desired. Also, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, wasn't uh, it kind of the Billy Ray that was just talking about how bad hot shotting everything has gotten and how yeah. he's really worried that you know we can talk about you know KFAB like Kevin was saying we can talk about a lot of things but this urgency to a make news outside of the world of professional wrestling and b get the story out as quickly as possible. Like, I mean, we talk about the whole punk thing with AEW. If they just hit his music in Chicago and pulled him back, or we talked about it on one of the first times that Kevin and I were here, yeah, yeah, yeah. this vignette, this idea of building excitement, but it's like, oh, well, everybody on the Internet knows about this. We need to show it to them to make sure that we get the ratings bump instead of a long-term build. And I think a lot of that is these monthly pay-per-views. It, God, remember when sometimes we had two in a month with WWE with the brand? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Don't for sure. I mean, uh, you're right. You're right. It's like catching lightning in a bottle. You know, yeah. it's like, what do you do with it afterwards? Yep. I mean, yeah. what is one of the most memorable angles of all time? And for really what was a stupid angle, but it played out over months, was Rick Flair, Rick Flair and his salacious pictures with Miss Elizabeth. Oh, man. And they yeah. played that out over months. And I know. Got super lame payoff, but great match, and built all the drama towards it. And if you were playing that out these days, you never would have picked up any steam. I mean, like, like think about the lifelong rivalries that we've had, because I was looking, again, I do a lot of research for this, and, like, look at the, the history of Sting, Sting and... I do a lot of research. I do my own research. Sting and Flair... Uh, and how their careers just kept intertwining, Sting and Luger. You know, you have these people that go on, and there's so much history built upon that. Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn and that other guy who went to build the orphanage in, in Mexico. Um, but, like, there, these career paths that intertwine, there should be so much more being made anytime the Usos get in the ring with the New Day. Because these guys' careers have been around each other this whole time, and they've come mm-hmm. up and they've intertwined. Mm-hmm. And we just we have this 50-50 booking, and then we have 
this whole idea that every angle needs to be hot shotted instead of like slow burn, like let him get a little taste here and there. It, not to be lewd, but it's like a drug dealer, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, and you keep coming back until you hook him for that's, life, like that's, what we're talking about. That's I'm my strategy for the I mean, po- look at that. That's another one. Yeah. That's my strategy for the podcast, you know, just give him a little bit, come and then uh, then you start charging him. Uh, by the way, we're yeah, going to tell us about the upcoming Patreon and the first level of Patreon for five dollars a month. Brady does this same show without a shirt on. It's great. Whoa. Uh, speaking of uh, topless, let's go to St. Louis. Uh, what's going on, Tori? <laughs> you partying tonight, girl? No, I'm at I'm at my daughter's house. You're at your what house? Your brother's? My daughter's. Daughter's. How's your? I thought your daughter was like ten. How does she have a house? She's thirteen. Mark is really fucked up. Man. Your daughter has a house at 13? Yeah. Oh, she lives with her father, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. All right, so how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. just been working. I haven't been on the radio station lately. We missed you. You know, a couple times yes, I didn't have you on, but it was just like, it was just like, you know, it was just, uh... So, Tora, you haven't been working the circuit? Yeah, I um She's working it. Oh. All right, all right. That's good. That's good. Good to hear. Good to hear. All right. We deal with Dolly Bone. Talk to you. Yeah. Let's go. What? What are you saying, Tora? We deal with dog bones, cocaine surgery. But Tora, uh, Tora, hold on, you dropped the you dropped the phone in the fish tank. I can't hear you. I said we deal with dog bones. It's what we deal with. Doggy you bones. You deal with dog do? No, doggy bones. Doggy bones. What are you doing with doggy bones? Oh, we're talking about we the moon dog. Them. I love the moon dog. Yeah, I miss the moon dog. Oh. You've been chewing on bones? No. Huh? Oh. No. Okay. What else? Giving the dog a bone. Oh. <laughs> I miss you, Tora, but I never understand what you're talking about. I miss you too. Okay. Good. So I miss Tora, all y'all guys. guys. Tora, Tora, what was what was the moment you fell in Go love ahead. with wrestling? Thank you, Ray. Thank you. That's what I was about to ask her. That the fat man is going to be down here. The fact that it's going to be down here um, January 29th for the Royal Rumble. That's when you fell in love? When you found that out? You fell, you fell in love at the Royal Rumble. All right, so which Royal Rumble was it? Or... This one is coming up. Yeah, oh. this one. Tora, All right. When you That's first watched wrestling, what made you fall in love with it? Um, My aunt, they... um. Take, um, wrestling, and they've been wrestling fans for over 30 years. Okay. Who'd you see? I I wasn't there with them, but um, they went oh, okay. to go see Michael Man before he passed. Okay. And The Undertaker. Okay. All right. 
Well, it was great to talk to you, Tora. I, I did miss you. Have I miss you, you too. Have you talked to Randy Orton lately? Have you talked to Randy Orton no, lately? No, I haven't spoken with him. Okay. Have you talked to anybody? No, only just Dustin. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so, like, when you went over your daughters, you only talked to Dustin? I was thought she was yeah. referring to Dustin Reynolds at that point in time. I was like, oh, cool. What's, how's no, he no, doing? No, Dustin she Hoffman. the voices in her head. Yeah. Oh. Ah, Tora. You know, congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. Thank you, Tora. You know, I was looking out for you, but you're all the way in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> she laughs like a witch, doesn't she? <laughs> Brady, <laughs> Brady, am I hearing correctly? Am I hearing correctly that and I <laughs> that you know, with, yeah. with that kind of age that I'm feeling from your voice, I expected some sort of Harley Race anecdote because you know <laughs> that's his territory. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. No. No, Tora, thank you so much. And I, I got to admire, like, one thing with Tora that's great, right, is, um, you know, we could be talking about, like, whatever. But we get Tora on, and that whole discussion just, like, melts away, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aww. Thank you. You're and, uh, okay. That's, thank yeah, that's, you. That is, one re- that is one reaction to that. That is that is definitely one possible reaction to that comment. Brady, am, am I to understand this correctly that you are finally engaged? Uh yes, yes, yes. Right, that was like three you. weeks ago, man. Come on. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> talked to Ray in a few weeks. Oh, literally I talked to me Laura. last week when you were in Las Vegas. I love you too. I had my mother's oh, yeah. taken out. You um, out. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you, a motor mouth? I, I got you. <laughs> no, they were hurting me really badly. How many How many you got left now? I'm down to four. Um, Three. You got three T's left. Okay. No molars, I'm guessing. All your molars are gone, right? Yeah. Is it like a jack o' lantern thing where they interlock when you when you smile? Like it's crazy. They got me on six hundred milligrams of ibuprofen. Oh jeez! Oh, wow. You're taking every milligram of marcha. When you mention jack o' lantern, it flashes <laughs> me back to when I mispronounced uh, Chikara at a show and Chikara? got food. No, I I said Shakira. Oh. <laughs> and like I could see Hallow Wicked's face through through his mask. I was like, Oh, he is not pleased. <laughs> the hips off don't lie. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That is good. That is good. Yeah. And uh today what difference does it make, you know? <laughs> but uh but back then <laughs> I like the car. I did. Tora, thank you what? for the call, honey doll. I, I love you very much. You're welcome. And, Love oh, you too. I, I I I was flying over St. Louis and I I thought of you. Aww. All right. Well, look, Brady. When you're on a plane over St. Louis, the last thing I want to hear you yell out is "Tora, Tora, Tora." 
<laughs> took him a while to get there, but he got there. I figured it was coming. I was looking for an opening the whole time. Yeah. I was thinking, is there, was our father a Kamikaze pilot? I was, I was going through all sorts of machinations. Yeah. You know what Tori really likes to do, and this is something we always talk about. She likes to ride on the arch. Because you know how, like, the one side has, like, a ladder and you can climb up? and you, She was telling, right, Tori, how you ride the arch? Yeah. Is that a she's she's messing. Yeah. yeah, I I think oh, I just made it up and she just is playing along. Thank you for the time. Good improv, Brady. I love you. Uh, I thought Ray. I thought you knew I was engaged. I I don't know. Like we were talking last week. I didn't even think about it. I thought I texted you. I guess not. No, you no you informed me about uh, how much fun Las Vegas was. And that you were worried that about fun. being a, and you were talking, more you fun. were worried about <laughs> and then you well then you, you also mentioned that you were worried about adjusting back to East Coast time. And well, I was worried about that. I, yeah. Yeah. I thought I gave okay, you the, yeah, it had happened like two weeks before that. Well, and then I had given you the suggestion of well just like chug a bottle of NyQuil right before you go through security. And then yeah, you'll that's just a terrible sleep on idea. the plane. No, that's an yeah. amazing idea. Uh, but no, you did not tell <laughs> I me. I probably so congratulate before my gate. <laughs> Thank so, you. Belated congratulations. Thank you. What took you so long? Well, oh, I'm ready. You told all of your friends, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, there were a lot of moon dogs, like way more than I had any recollection of. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, anyway, yeah. Sure, it really got us off track. Well, that's what happens, though, you know? I I talk for a little bit, and then I take a call. I do do love tour, though. I I miss all the callers. We used to have so many. Ray? Ray used to... Well, Ray chased a lot of them away. So, yeah, Ray chased a lot of them away. Were any of them coherent? Here's a good one. Okay, you guys will enjoy this, and I'm going to try and get him to come back. For the um, for the Christmas for the drunken episode, which is usually like between Christmas and New Year's, um, but uh, school night, Brady. Calls, yeah. So like we have this one, and he likes to sing to the wrestlers. Is he I got there? it right here. Hold on, here we go. No, but well, sort of. Deck the halls with Sue Young. La 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 la. la. Come to her show to impress the ba-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Cause she worked oh so hard and is better than sending a Christmas card. Deck the halls with Sue Young in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, and that, yeah. I, I can just picture him taking her guts and just kind of stringing them along the halls, you know? Nice and pretty for Christmas. You have to tell somebody about that. Like, <laughs> like, like as a mandated <laughs> reporter? Stern show and every caller is like developmentally disabled. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But not Tora, obviously. That is, uh, man. I want to tell you that that clip he played. Uh, that is that is John from Rhode Island, and he is. And I am going. I am going to say this, Brady. You can play this for him to get him to come back. I, I, he is by far the best caller the show has ever had. That's an incredibly low bar. <laughs> walking around the Christmas tree. And the whole Christmas tree album you want to see because it has fun, Daisy. On 
TV, and it is PG, and it's a tree that you can buy for free. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, so 914-338-1885, this is a, a, an area of uh, welcoming and uh, inclusion, for sure. Uh, I cite Joe, my good friend Joe Gacy when I say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, man, that, that as a good gimmick. That's a really good gimmick. So good. And he's so good at it, too. Like, his eyes yeah. get all big when he's I, like... Well, I'm shocked, yeah. like, after seeing everything he was doing, I'm like, this is what they decided for him? It's the same thing when I was talking about last week when I looked at the roster page and Josh Briggs is smiling at me. I'm like, that man's a monster. I've right. seen him do things. Like, yeah. what, what made you decide to go with that gimmick? I don't know. He's, he's really funny, good. though. Well, he's, you know, yeah. he's really good at, like, kind of comedy stuff. So, And I'm sure that they're having a real old giggle about that. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. So good for him. And he if you guys have a job, so he should get to giggle. Yeah, yeah. So if you got Kevin, I know you don't watch NXT, but he, he's a highlight. He's a... He talks yeah. about uh, he he basically is like a, he plays a woke character basically. So he talks yeah. about inclusion and safe space and and he like he's very phony with everybody. It's really kind of funny. It's a very very good gimmick. It's something that they done in the Attitude Era. It, it's it's kind of so, like so they're definitely playing that on a keel, right? Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. And now he's got yeah. a disciple too, which is I think Bull Buchanan's oh. kid. So oh really? I think that's, that's awesome. who it is. Yeah, right. right. I, have you seen this uh, on NXT? I have not. It's like second generation. He's great. Right yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't taken it that far yet, you know, but he... Uh, no, because he's playing it very authentically. It's, it's yeah. a, He's tremendously talented to to go with this. I think it's a, a really good choice for the gimmick. I, I think it's a good gimmick, you know. I, yeah. I, definitely been accused by people of being overly woke and I know how obnoxious it can be and I think it's it plays well. There's a, a really good now Brady mentioned it before he came on Kevin Brady mentioned it before he came on. Yeah. I started watching TikTok and there's a really good uh TikToker <laughs> who who's been doing like kind of a gimmick like that. It's very funny. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh let's go to uh I think Virginia. Haven't talked to this guy in a while. Uh Still loading, loading. Never mind. What's going on, Justin? How you doing, brother? Hey, how are you doing, man? Good, good. How's that knee? Uh, Justin hurt his knee. He uh, he has a GoFundMe going because he he hurt his knee. Yeah. Did he hurt his knee, or did he hurt his weenie? I need to know which one. Nah, it's the knee. It was his high knee. Ooh, his high knee. All right. I'm only playing. What's going on, Joe? That's all good. You, you yeah, tripped. You were walking the dog, right? Walking the dog, and you tripped. Yeah, tripped. Fell yeah. over it. Tripped over a big oh, stick in the road. And, uh, stick in the road? Was it a stick yeah. in the mud? Stick in the road. Fell. And okay. It was okay. Terrible. But it's all right, though. That's sucks. So yeah. what's on your mind today, bud? Huh? Thank you for trying to bring him on a task. Uh, uh, Justin, I got some new co-hosts here, and, uh, you know, we're just talking some wrestling. I, I was just wondering, uh, when was the moment when you fell in love with wrestling? Like, what was it that was going on? 
I mean, I tell you, I, I've been a wrestling fan my whole entire life, but uh, mm-hmm. I would say when I when I was about not, uh, ten or eleven, it was the uh, it all started when my mom my mom married her first husband, and uh, he told were they wrestling? Some guy, no, some guy. He walked in on the like, wrestling. Nah, some some guy was like, uh, "Hey, your Triple son, threat. he might like, he might he might yeah. like this uh, that, this WWF at the time." So okay. that was at the time where it was the Attitude Era and Stone Cold. I sat down, I watched it, and I was like, oh, "Okay, so, so was I didn't Stone know Cold? what it was. Didn't know what it was at yeah. first until until I started watching it every week since then. I was like, oh, "Okay." You know what? You know what's funny. I knew what it was back then, but I look at it today and I have no idea what it is. Today, yeah. I mean, I I watch I watch some of the stuff that they have now. It's just yeah. like I like I watch WWE at times. Like right now, I'm watching it. But uh, a buddy of mine told me that there's a site where I can watch. It's called Independent Rest Independent Wrestling TV. And it has a lot of the uh, indie, indie shows and IWTV. That's where ECWA so I, is on. If you I get that, that you can watch ECWA. I actually got a subscription for it, so I'm definitely going to cool. keep Will you watch ECWA it. then? Because I'm on there. Yeah, well, support them. I just got the, I I just got super kicked at the last show. I mean, pie faced at the, this other one. And I got pie faced at this one. I got shoved out of my chair. They're taking nice. liberties with me, Justin. <laughs> I think I'm a pansy for some reason. Nah, you're well, remember, if you don't like Brady Hicks, subscribe to IWTV and watch him get his ass <laughs> on a weekly basis. It's becoming like a snuff film. We're gonna tie him up so, now. Like. <laughs> so who's so who's all the so who's the new uh, radio host? I didn't get to meet him yet, so it's the first time I've Well, actually, like Hulk Hogan is one of our time. co-hosts now. Hulk, do you want to oh, say hi? Uh, Come on, Hulk. Don't be shy. That's the macho man. <laughs> actually, Justin, so, so two of my friends from college who had a, a wrestling show for a number of years have kind of signed on. Actually... I think our contract was only through this week, so we have to talk yeah, about we'll extension. Have to, we'll have to discuss. Yeah, I, I don't. I'll have to look over the budget and see what we can afford. <laughs> we don't come cheap. Or you got that right? It's always uh, something. Yeah. So, so we're just we're just having fun, Justin. We're just we're just living it up. I guess you're not working dirt. anymore, Estelle. So. Uh, I'm but, actually out. I'm actually out on leave until about. Okay. Probably the beginning of March, but it, but it's it's okay. Yeah, man, you really did uh, your knee, huh? Yeah, had to get emergency. It happened on. It happened Did I on say on you Monday. need surgery? Oh, oh uh, God, it happened. Yeah, I, I got injured. You know, I can totally empathize. I I uh, ruptured my quadriceps uh, a couple of years ago. I know what this this whole knee situation is like. Um, I would advise you not to take your painkillers right before you call a radio show next time. Uh, but while we've got you on the line, so you said that you really kind of glommed on to, onto wrestling during the Attitude Era. You were 
you were kind of mesmerized by Stone Cold. I, I get that 100%. Justin, I want you yeah. to just dig deep in the annals of your brain here and think, um, what one moment in in Stone Cold's career really stood out to you and, like, just kind of made you think, I need to come watch this every week? Like, you know, was he was – he, Hitting Vince with a stunner and, and cracking open a Steve Weiser? Was he smacking Vince over the head with, with a, a bedpan? Was he abusing thought, Vince in any way? What was Stone Cold I, doing that really captured your imagination? I tell you, I mean, you just you just said it. I mean, a guy that goes he to did work, all that. He's gonna, I mean, I mean, the guy who goes to work, he can literally kick his bosses. He can kick his bosses' ass and not get fired for it. That's something. That's that's right. something that I like. I mean. Stone Cold was well, a manifesto for you. Justin, if you were uh, really good at your job, you'd be able to beat up your boss, too. Uh, I wish I could, but... Brady, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Brady, Brady, have you... Have you need to be in a certain else? field. Like, yeah. Maybe like wrestling. At, at UFC, you could challenge Dana White, <laughs> you know, or Joe Rogan if you wanted to. Yeah. Ah, uh, Justin. You can drink the most ivermectin. Justin, I found filters on this video, and I have, like, WCW Bret Hart sunglasses right now. That's cool. I mean, they even messed up his sunglasses, you know, to to, to Stroh's comment. That that was a warning sign for all of us. Oh, my God. The pink sunglasses. Why are we even thinking about getting rid of it? That was such an amazing part of his game. Can we buy those now? Because I would wear Bret Hart sunglasses around always. So let's I had see. pink ones and silver ones. I had the ones from the Hart Foundation days, and then I got the, uh, the pink wow. ones when he was doing his own thing. Okay. I want the okay. vintage wraparound. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Oh, those are best. Oh, the best. Yeah. Is Dirk still a part of the show? Yeah, he is. He'll be on later. You know Derek. Like, like to keep us waiting. He, well, you know what? Dude, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll put you on hold, and um, if Derek calls in, you'll be able to hear him. How's that sound? That's all good. You can, you can put me on whatever you want. It's fine with me. I'm all right, brother. There's I'm going to put you back in the video. Love you, man. <laughs> Love you, bro. I want the, I want the, uh, the, like the, the late 80s Macho Man ski goggles. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. Really oh, with the line? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it yeah. Can you get sunglasses like that. That'd be cool. Uh, close, That'd I mean, be I cool. guess Brett you could get hit by really on the site. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you what, uh, we got a bunch more topics we want to get into tonight, and uh, I, I this derailed a little bit because of the callers. I, that's on, as Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, would say, that's on me. Everything's on him, and. Uh, <laughs> We don't need to affix it. We just say it's on us, and then it's okay. Uh, but, yeah, so that's on me. Um, but we're going to take a commercial break, and on the other side, we're going to dive back in with some more topics. We'll also take more of your calls if, if anybody else wants to call in. 914-338-1885. Is that Smash? That is, is that the uh, helmet? That is Smash. With okay. the helmet. Is that the helmet? The, Not, that's impressive. There's Axe. There's good old Bill. Uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we will be right back. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know later there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resume. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer, The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, 
and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Be sure to check us out on VOCNation.com and all your favorite podcast platform and apps as well. Be sure to check out all the great content available via the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. And uh, before we kind of jump back in, uh, first of all, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in. Second of all, Stro, the big movie premiere this week. How you feeling? Oh, yeah. What else you got going on? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the Devil's Daughter uh, premiere. Uh, with this past weekend. You, you can check it out on YouTube. Just type in The Devil's Daughter uh, to check out the premiere and the channel as well. Uh, thir- Thursday night, WCW Retro will be preempted till next Thursday because um, I'm going to be on set this Thursday for a upcoming horror short film. But uh, next uh, next week's uh, WCW Retro uh, We'll commence at 19 Eastern Standard Time on VOCNation.com, and the topic for next week's WWE Retro will be Build Your Own Survivor Series Team in the Past. Oh, man. 
I like that. That's yeah, really that good. That, teams really of four or five. Four or five. Yeah. I like the four, uh, personally. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. definitely bring your A game next uh, Thursday so that you retro to build your own Survivor Street team. I may have to call into that one, bro. Yeah, yeah please cool. do. Anytime, man. Always, yeah. always welcome. And the uh, the number um, to this, call in, sorry, the number to call in for WCW Retro, the same as this one, 914-338-1885. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and for this Friday night, uh, the Zone, my horror sci-fi show, will commence on my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash Maestro. And this midnight Eastern Standard Time uh, featured this Friday night for the Strozen will be the Ghost and Mr. Chicken starring Doctor Don Knotts from back in the day. <laughs> oh man! Wow! Please tune in for that. <laughs> uh, my mom cool. loved Don Knotts. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> shakiest, <laughs> gun that shakiest, shakiest gun in the West. Shakiest gun in the West. Yeah. That was a huge shakiest gun in the West guy. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, so 914-338-1885 to uh, call in tonight. Uh, we we're probably only going to be in the air for a little bit longer tonight. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll kind of play it by ear with the see how everybody feels. But, uh, um, Patrick, you introduced a cool topic. Uh, why don't you have at it? Uh, tag teams, thrown together. So two weeks before uh, I went on vacation, Brady went away, and Stro was left running the ship by himself. Uh, we kind of <laughs> talked at the end of the episode about these thrown-together tag teams. And, man, I love thrown-together tag teams. I went back, and, you know, I've, we've been talking about me doing my research, and I looked up what really brought it together for me, and it is uh, the 1991 Starcade featuring Battle Bowl. Yeah. Uh, what an incredible gimmick idea. There were so many stipulations in this match, but the main one is that there were random draws of tag teams. Um, I didn't even realize WCW went back so well a couple times with that, uh, including yeah. uh, 96 with uh, Diamond Dallas Page. But, you know, to say things like Bill Casimir and his tag team partner, Jushin Thunder Liger. Or uh, Cactus Jack and Buddy Lee Parker. (laughs) My my favorite, Sting and Abdullah the Butcher, which featured Abdullah doing the best face work ever, just smiling and beaming and going, because he was feuding with Sting at the time. It was just amazing. It was so good. But every now and then, and Kevin brought up a very good example of this, he's thrown together tag teams become this phenomenon. You know, you have the Rock and Sock connection, which – Whoever thought that that would be as amazing, the uh, two-man power trip with Austin and Triple H. And there's a lot of times that, you know, people come up and they team together for a long time, and they just kind of break into the tag team. You know, we talk about the War Raiders a lot. Um, But then these guys that just kind of get pushed together, like, look at Fandango and uh, Tyler Breeze and what they were kind of able to do. And that's all based on their personality. And you think about some of the biggest – events um, around. I mean, those, those guys came up together, though. Well, like, that was my example of guys that came up The Rockers, yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. So, I mean, like, thinking about some of the, the biggest matches are these mega powers explode. Memorable moments, you know, you got yeah. Janetti getting super hit. I think tag team wrestling is so great, and when you just put two people together, and sometimes it's just... That was a good one. Yeah. That was a really good one. Yeah. Big boss fans. Two Huge guys fans. that needed something to do. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, Money Inc. How great was Money Inc.? Right. Two longtime singles wrestlers put together. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's yeah. a good way to find success for people who aren't necessarily in the Intercontinental Championship picture, aren't in the the, the main title picture. Yeah. It gives like, them something to yeah. do. Like, uh, if, you know, gotta, really, if you've got a really congested, like, main event picture, like, Brothers yeah. of Destruction is another one that comes to mind for me, like, Kane and The Undertaker. Uh, not everybody can always be in the main event every show, but that gives them a chance yeah. to kind of to kind of do something and, and even to have different opponents than they usually have. But yeah. how about, like, Kane and X-Pac? Like, the only time ever X-Pac was over. Yeah, oh, God. the X-Pac and Corey Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, uh, I mean, Stone Cold and, and Dude Love. Like, there have been so many examples of, like, these weird kind of funky tag teams that really worked well. Even thinking back, like, somebody at WCW at one point in time saw Pillman, saw Austin, and just threw two singles guys together. I mean, especially then, Pillman was just, like, this baby face high flyer. Yeah. And just you find magic sometimes in ways like that. Uh, going back to what I was saying brought me to be a fan of current wrestling is the public enemy. That's a completely Paul Heyman um, created team that he just found two singles guys, didn't have a lot to do, threw them together, threw some hockey jerseys on them, and, and made magic. Yeah. They were feuding, right? Storm. Yeah. Oh, God. For sure. My storm. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, there have been some really good ones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I keep wanting to come and back to there's Judy Bagwell and Rick Steiner, oh. but that, that oh. well, you know that yesterday was her. Just she just passed. Judy. Yeah, that was why it was oh, t- timely. But it was a she, thrown together tag team. In the sky. Yeah, um, it doesn't always work out. We can talk about high energy. <laughs> high energy. Remember the pants? Oh, oh man, loved it. So yeah. much neon. They, they the, followed up. Uh, yeah, they followed the new up. New rockers. The, yeah, I was in, the new rockers. The the new foundation. Uh, that was the one when the Heart Foundation broke up. Yeah. Oh, God, adding, adding draws to the mix for LOD 2000. Yeah. Oh. That was there, awesome. there, yeah. I mean, there's there been a lot. There, there, there's been a. And, and I think and, that's part of, like, when I was younger, like, I enjoyed Survivor Series so much because I liked well, seeing all these teams. Bring it back to your show next week, Strell. Seeing all these teams where, like, the guys didn't usually kind of run with each other, you know, but and they're yeah. all working toward a common purpose. I really enjoyed that. I like so. when they're recruiting people for their team. I think that was something I always enjoyed. When you <laughs> yeah. have, like, little vignettes or backstage spots about trying to get people to join your team. Right. Got the clipboard uh, where they're watching on the monitor, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I always wonder what's on the clipboard, like. <laughs> Just a call sheet. <laughs> like, oh, he's gonna, on next. Like, you're going to forget that you really thought that uh, Koku Beware did well in that match? Like, come on. The clipboard is just a it's just a blank sheet of white paper where somebody has written in red pen. Yeah. Gobbledygooker question mark. That's uh, that's what Mike Adamley's had for sure. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Ray, did you have a, a, a thrown together tag team? Did we lose you? Did I not put him on? No, he's on. I'm gonna be a step boy. Uh, Stro, how about you? You got a thrown together tag team. The uh, the, the, the Hollywood Blondes one was a really good one. 
Actually, Stro, were you ever in a thrown together tag team? Uh, oh, quite a few. Scott Hall, right? Scott Hall, uh, King Mabel at one time. Brady. <laughs> oh, man, you named Really? Did you team with I, Kurt? Kurt? Yeah. Um, Kurt Hennig? Kurt Hennig? Um, we, we almost did it one time, but it just never came about. Okay. For some reason. But, uh, uh, I got, you know, that one I was looking forward to, for sure. I could see it because you both have like the 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 the, the 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 long blonde hair, you know, and like uh, when you guys get into it, it always like started like this, and it kind of ended up like this, you know. It kind of yeah. like puffed mm-hmm. out. I, I got to team with Jimmy Garvin at one time. Oh, that's cool. That was that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Greg Valentine uh, for a little bit. Now, by the way, Greg Valentine and Honky Tonk Man, Rhythm and Blues. Another oh, one of my man. favorite uh, and, the blues, yeah. and they and they did such a good job of like kind of bringing Greg Valentine and reconciling him with him by having him dye the hair and stuff. It just it fit. Right. It really did fit for that period that they mm-hmm. did that. Oh, how about how about one of the greatest? What, what came out to be one of the greatest tag teams of all time were a couple of singles guys looking for something to do. Uh, how about the New Age Outlaws? Yeah. Oh yeah, and and they were both like in danger of like getting released because they really right. Neither one of them were really doing anything. I, I, they, I got to team with uh, both the guys at one time. In, in different oh, yeah? Times. <laughs> Billy Gunn and uh, Rodon. Billy's a big fan of me, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then an equally awful tag team, Billy and Chuck. Billy and yeah. Chuck. Yeah. I enjoyed Billy and Chuck. I enjoyed I mean, Billy and Chuck, it was. Too. For what it was, yeah. yeah. The wedding, I mean, yeah. the wedding was a bit much, but I, I thought they did it tongue-in-cheek funny, so. Yeah. I mean, there's there been a lot of them over the years. It's, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of more, but uh, it's a cool concept. It's not something that's, that's done as much anymore because it always becomes something more than it is, even if it's not connecting, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You want to you want to look for that connection there, and I think I don't think Billy and Chuck really had it. It was a fun game. It was fun to watch. Both very talented, but they didn't really gel. And sometimes you just see it. Two people get in the ring, and they kind of they click. You know, whether it's as opponents or as teammates. And it's just in the state of booking. You know, we've kind of bring it full circle again. Is everybody needs to get a win over somebody else, and then return the favor. So everybody's nice and even keeled. And they just don't have this chance to, like, just say, hey, let's throw these two guys out there. And I think they did a little bit with Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, and then they saddled them with ridiculous names and made everyone sad, especially me. But shout-out to, to Chad Gable for being the valedictorian of Full Sail University while being a WWE superstar full-time. Well Is done. that real? That's true. Absolutely. I didn't hear that. That's wow. a shoot. Yeah, that's, that's for, for real. 4.0. 4. Wow. I'm yeah. more surprised that Full Sail University is a real university. Also true. I did not believe that. <laughs> I thought it was just some sort of wrestling front because that's the only time I've ever heard of it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it feels like feels like a tax dodge. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I mean, you know, if you talk about, uh, you know, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, obviously Shelton Benjamin, more recently, uh, we've seen him with uh, Cedric Alexander. Again, two guys who kind of we're doing their own thing, but they come together, and it's just magic. To the point when they actually broke up the Hurt Business last year, I think a lot of people were really disappointed, like really bummed about that. 
I think Shelton Benjamin is one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. For sure. Um, he has elevated every single person he's been in a team with. And I just think, like, the, the singles run never clicks for him. And that's okay sometimes, man. It's good to have a niche, you know. There's, you know, used to be to fill the new weird rules, the left out, uh, left-handed one-out-only guy in baseball. So they get him. And the, the, being a tag team specialist, there's something special there that you can pull whatever jabroni they throw you with, and now you're suddenly a functioning team and you're – you're going through, and I don't know, man. I just feel it It brings me back to those days of when I thought things were real and, and Battle Bowl was really a, this thing, like, oh, my God, how how did Abdullah wind up with Sting? My, my right. beloved, yeah. sweet, sweet baby Sting. Sweet, sweet baby. Well, yeah. And let us not forget uh, Sheldon Benjamin's fruitful, fruitful partnership with the pride of Seton Hall University, Charlie Huss. Yeah. 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 The world's greatest tag team. They were oh, amazing. God, it's it's right there in the game. Yeah. and Brian Danielson. That time, <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Yes. You want to talk about lightning in a bottle, man. That that team hell no stuff was just, ah, they, they just didn't even know what to do with it. I feel like the best guy, too, to get thrown into a, into a random tag team was always, like, Spike Dudley. Like, they would just team Spike Dudley with whoever. Yeah, you know, just uh, we got we got a tag team against the singles guy. We got to throw uh, give us Spike W. We'll call him in there too. Yeah, but you're right. There's, 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 there's always certain guys. Owen Hart was another one. Uh, Owen Hart teamed yeah. with the Anvil. He teamed with Coco Beware. He teamed with Jeff Jarrett, and he teamed with Brett. And and everybody who teamed with, they they were a good legitimate tag team with good chemistry. He made everyone better. I mean, he really absolutely did. made everyone better. He did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I still kind of I kind of hold this feeling, and you talk about the you know show did the what if show two weeks ago I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Owen Hart, I, that guy could have been the greatest personality in the history of the industry had had over the edge not occurred. Yeah, and that that may be the single greatest tragedy in the history of of wrestling. Not just because of the tragic loss of life, but the tragedy of the lost potential for what could have been. You know, you I mean, talk about you talk about uh, Brady. You had your your idea for a topic of guys that could shine in other gimmicks. Yeah. You know, just imagine the gimmicks that Owen Hart could have landed in and made his own and made better. And instead, they saddled him with this blue blazer bullshit because they couldn't think of anything better to do with a guy of his talent level. Yeah, and how much different Owen probably would have ended up had Brett never left, uh, just because I think they would have made more of a concerted effort to actually come up with good stuff for Owen Hart to do. That um, WrestleMania main event, like, that would have been outstanding because eventually it had to happen. That was the one that, yeah, man. It uh, would have, even like, like, yeah, like, even like when Brett left after, like, Survivor Series, like, they had Owen immediately. They they launched him up to the top. You know, he was feuding with Shawn Michaels for the title. And it was like, there. Was, I mean, I know there weren't a lot of people that thought Owen had a legitimate chance to win. Um, and maybe he didn't in that instance. But I think he would have as time went on. I, I think he really was about there. Brian Danielson. The, Brian the Danielson. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Owen, Owen Hart was like three years too early in his career 
like if everything had just kind of paused and he had debuted three years later and then everything had gone to course and then obviously, you know, the tragedy never happened. I think he's hitting his stride right when, you know, the, the focus on the smaller technicians is, is becoming, you know, is becoming where we're placing our focus. And, um, you know, and the guy he had, the guy had personality for days, unlike his brother, uh, but they just never knew a way to use it. Yeah. Imagine Owen Hart teaming up with Jason Sensation. How great that would have been. Oh, God. <laughs> There's so many missed opportunities, man. It, it's yeah. sad. Like, like Kevin was saying, not just the loss of life, but, like, the yeah. loss of that potential of what this wrestling world would have been like. Would Owen have gone on to, like, do movies like Dave Bautista or, like, Maybe. Tina or, like, The Rock? Does he go host an episode of SNL one day and show these tremendous comedic jobs to elevate him? I mean, would he be in the Hall of Fame? I would assume he would be. Uh, I mean, if his, if his family would allow it, he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now, but his family won't allow it. Yeah, so I would assume. Uh, there's no doubt know, in my mind. How it would have no played out. They yeah. They'd put him in by now, but his, his wife, his widow, and his son are so against the idea of, of Vince profiting off of his name that yep. it's just never going to happen. And, you know, bringing it, bringing it back to what Brady was saying, also, like, man, Tito Santana, Rick Martell, a huge star in the Minnesota Territory, comes down, kind of middling. He did have another tag team run. He's another guy you can throw in a tag team, whatever. But, like, lightning, you know, lightning that's nice. Lightning in a bottle at, with Rick Martell and Tito Santana. And any time when I was a kid, Tito Santana was on TV, my eyes were on it because he always entertained me. Arriba. Yeah, not not so much that in hindsight when he was he was the matador and Ricky Simo was a literal dragon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some sometimes gimmicks. Uh, oh yeah, that was cool. Though. Yeah. Sometimes gimmicks can really even tear down a great worker. Yeah, and but, it, it distracts uh, you from how good they are. I mean, South Simba, I'm looking in your direction. You know, it's uh, some of it was oh, pretty here. Max Moon. Battle Cat. Oh, I love Battle Cat. I can't say anything bad about Battle Cat. That's a guy that was ahead of his time. Imagine Battle Cat in no. the uh, Attitude Era, Ray. They would have called him one angry puss. You know it. You know that's where they were going with it. Yes, they would have. Yeah, yeah, that they uh, <laughs> uh, and that, now he and he would have come out. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. He would have either feuded with the cat yeah, or with Sonny. <laughs> Battle Cat. Battle Cat versus so, the Cat versus Ernest the Cat Miller in a in a three way dance. You know yeah, what's funny? I love I, Ernest the Cat Miller. Me too. He's me so too. Good. At nineteen ninety, I'm reading WWF magazine and they had a feature, probably written by Vince Russo, um, just talking about all the great stars that WWE recently signed in nineteen ninety, and they're talking about. Kane the Undertaker, because that was his original name. Uh, they're talking about Shane Douglas. They're talking about that. Okay, they had all these different names in there. They're speculating who's going to go on to do the greatest things. And obviously, they said Kane the Undertaker going to be huge. And then they're like, but what about like Shane Douglas or Battle Cat? Like, who who will have the bigger career, Shane Douglas or Battle Cat? And I remember thinking, damn, like Battle Cat's <laughs> going to kill him. Battle Cat's going to kill him, Ray. Didn't work out that way. I need I need to refresh no, my memory no, of what Battle Cat was. You don't like. remember Battle Cat? 
I remember Battlecat. I do not remember. I don't even know who he was. I, I Brady think he's Boone. Gone now. Brady Boone. Okay. Yeah. See, that's a name. Another Brady. That, that was back when Vince used to take established names and and cover them up. <laughs> I interrupt. I interrupt. Talk about a guy who had some success being ruined by a gimmick. How about the how about tugboat slash typhoon slash the shockmaster? Yes. Yes. Now the thrown together tag team though. By the way, the uh, natural disasters were amazing. Oh man, they were good. When they got together and it came out of nowhere, I was like, "That's the only team that can beat the Road Warriors." I know it. Because Earthquake sat on Hulk Hogan, so I knew he could. I knew he. I knew he was tough. You have a very one-track mind. <laughs> yeah, <I can. laughs> I'm bringing a full on Hulk Hogan. You yeah. can do anything. Oh, you got sit on your Brady, face. Don't check out Brady's search history. Something <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to find. Ray, I interrupted you there. Did you have a favorite tag team thrown together? So I don't know how thrown together it this is. It doesn't matter if you had a favorite tag team. Oh, come on. <laughs> and, and and I already claimed Judy Bagwell and um and Rick Steiner as mine, so officially. No, I I heard, I heard. I don't know why the mic didn't work for a second. Um But how about this? How about how about this tag team existing for no reason other than they both happen to be approximately the same age and in the same location at the same time. Dr. Jeff Steve Williams and Ron yeah. Simmons. I mean, there's there's more connection than that. Both former college football standouts. Uh, okay, yeah, it ends there. Were they a tag team? Yes, I they were. That. Wow. Wow. Okay. Was it in I, Was it in Battle Bowl? Because, man, Axel Simpatible. Axel Simpatible. They do. And I just their names in the air. <laughs> yeah. They did. They did. Yeah. TNA, yeah. Yep. Listen, I, I can say this se- sentence right now. Steve Williams and Sting defeated Juicy Thunderflagger and Eric Watts. Oh, man. <laughs> Van Hammer and Danny Spivey. Why was he Danny Spivey at that point in time? Defeated Johnny B. That and Cactus. Jack. Ooh, wow. Oh, my God. That'd yeah, be fun. These are That's wild. Fun. Yeah. Johnny B. Bad and Texas Jack. There's a team. I like that. The Shockmaster and Paul Orndorff defeat Ricky Steamboat and Lord Steven Regal. Like, oh, my. Come on, man. The two of the greatest technicians ever going out to Against a guy in a stormtrooper. Ricky Steamboat. I mean, geez, the Shockmaster is one of the greatest technicians ever. Uh, where do they go from there if he doesn't fall? Like, what does the dude in the glittery stormtrooper helmet get to do? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. The fall is like, we only remember the fall because it was silly, but the fall was just, all it did was accelerate his, his, his trip to, no, to nowhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> Man, do you know what, you know what gimmick played off terribly for me, even though I knew it was going to happen even as a kid, when the Black Scorpion turned out to be Ric Flair? I'm like, it's Ric Flair. <laughs> Everyone knows yeah. it's Ric Flair. It should be literally anyone other than Ric Flair under that yeah. mask. And, of course, it was him. Yeah. That was up there with the yellow dog for me, so. Uh, so was, uh, what was uh, Was it um, Black Widow? Was uh, 
was the fabulous Mola, right? Was that, was that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was and it was bull. like it was clearly never her until the reveal. Yeah. Right. Right. That's always smart. That's that's always smart to do. <laughs> Keep your options open with somebody under a hood. Yeah. Like, what if it doesn't work out? You someone else there. You always have that flexibility if you don't show your hand there. Well, so why a uh, million people have been suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amen to speaking that. Of, speaking of suicide or suicidal, how about a great run together tag team in Sabu and RVD? Oh, so good. Well, you that, know, a tag team whose whole gimmick was, we don't know why we're a tag team. We don't even like each other. We don't we're like just each gonna one-up each other. Just kinda, you know, that was cool. The guy with the whistle pisses me off. I'm here anyway. <laughs> Who knows? It's just, yeah. just kind of doing a thing. And Fonzie's there just trying to make it all come together. Uh no, yeah, you're you're right about that. That that was an amazing. I there's been so many, you know that there there have, um, even I don't know if Brady, if you played this and Papa Shaw, I don't know your history with with you know gaming and stuff and Ray, you either, but like all those wrestling simulator games back in the day, TNM. Yeah, I used those all the time. And that's one of the best things to do. They're like, what can I do with these single stars that I do not have room for in the top of the roster? I know. Tag team title run. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh, those games were so much fun. <laughs> Kevin and I got into uh, a couple of them for a brief period. Uh, 80s wrestling simulator and 90s wrestling simulator, I think. Uh, okay. Those phone ones. Yeah. yeah. What was the one we played back in college? The one that... I, uh, we had burned on a disc. Wasn't it TNM? It was another. Was oh, the one that's one from Grey Dog Software. Yeah, I can't think okay. of it. Yeah. TNM was a pain because, like, you do the 30-day trial, and I never wanted to buy it, you know? <laughs> but you basically have to wipe your hard drive in order to, like, reinstall it because, like, yeah, to, I don't know. Had to I, get some elite hacksaws to get they it, were, you know? They were ahead of their time in terms of, like, you know, <laughs> preventing uh, people stealing their game. So, yeah, it was like 30 days, throw, and that was it. They cut you off. Like I said, you had to wipe your hard drive if you wanted to reinstall that game. I used oh, to do wow. it at the uh, computer lab at LaSalle because I knew I could just go to another computer and do it when that one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fire Pro. Not the same at all, but I, I uh, oh, Matt Grimm, Matt Grimm got me into Fire Pro. I, or the Fire Pro. That was a Fire fun Pro. game, and my God, the way people kind of created all the characters for it, you know, it was like that thing lived forever. It, it still is. I remember. Around. I remember I had a hacked Dreamcast that just happened to like it was a Dreamcast I bought used, and it just happened to be hacked. So lucky me, I was able to play Japanese disc. And, wow. Uh, and and a buddy, I worked at GameStop at the time. I was like a between my freshman and sophomore year in college, I think. And and a guy introduced me to Fire Pro D, and uh, he sold me a like he was like, all right, well if you give me a hundred bucks, I'll give you my original copy. But if you give me twenty bucks, I'll burn you a copy. I'm like, I don't know, fuck it, twenty bucks for a burned copy, I can play burned yeah. disc great. So I got a copy of it, and I was like. I remember printing off, like, 
literally hundreds of pages <laughs> from Game Facts. Yeah. Just for English translation, just yeah. so I can get through the menu. But then That's finding funny. all the guys to, to download and the process of, like, downloading and transferring shit onto memory cards uh, back on the Dreamcast. But just, yeah. get, like, you know, all the all the you know, WF and WCW and ECW guys and all the indie guys and all the guys from the 70s and the 80s. And it was amazing. I fell in love with Fire Pro and Fire Pro D. And, and I, I got the one that came out on the PlayStation 2, which I think Fire Pro Returns. I have the one on the PS4. I mean, it's... It's just what a great fucking game. Hours of fun. <laughs> For sure. I used to love doing the Booker stuff. So, and, and again, yeah, like man. you know, throwing together the uh, the dream matches or the tag team yeah. matches. It was a truly great thing. Uh, Ray, you weren't much of a gamer, were you? You lose your again? No, I'm. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm not much of a gamer. Okay. So. uh Everything you know, we talked we talked a little bit earlier about how uh, I because eventually we'll talk about how much I love Mike Sanders, but Mike Sanders is oh yeah 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 all all of the people who landed on the moon in the first moon landing because he was born that day. So in looking up the Battle Cat just now, uh, the Battle Cat, Cat in in 1976 attended Robbinsdale High School along with Kurt Henning, Tom Rick Dink, Rick Rude. John Nord, Nikita Koloff, and Barry yeah. Dorso. They were all in that class. That's insane. That Something in the water. Fuck. I didn't I didn't realize the Battle Cat went to school with those guys. Yeah, it grew grew him big up in Minnesota. Wow. Uh man. The, 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 that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to see the Minnesota territory back in the day. You know, that would have been amazing. AWA. Yeah. When you think like Ric Flair and Sergeant Slaughter came up through there too, like it, it was really insane up there. Yeah, sure. Everything came out of there, right? I mean, yeah. All the all the big names came out of out of AWA or a ton of them anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just think how different it would have been had maybe AWA never existed. Like, where would WWF been the scouting all these guys or WCW? Like, where all, all these huge names? Like, maybe they never would have gotten noticed like they did. I mean, what if what if what if Vern Gagne got the idea to uh, destroy the territory system before Vince did? Yeah, he would have wiped mm. the floor with him. Probably. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Even even the stuff that that was like kind of derided and laughed about, like uh, the Team Challenge series, it's still a little bit ahead of its time. I mean, that's like you know, road rules, uh, real world challenge type stuff is taking these established characters and putting them into something else. I think it's actually ahead of its time. I'm surprised we haven't seen anything like that again, like a WWE Battle of the Network Stars type thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what they have in uh, the, was it Netflix they put out, where the New Day is trying to survive The Undertaker's House. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, I'm sorry. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I, I oh, yeah. probably Peacock now that I think about it. There's like a choose-your-own-adventure. No, it's of, Netflix, yeah. Yeah, of the the new day trying to survive the Undertaker's house. Yeah, we we were talking about this on the show. I, maybe yeah. you weren't here. It yeah. might have been before you guys got on. It's no, uh, I yeah, we talked about it briefly. Yeah, yeah. it was like, uh, you know how they have the choose your own adventure options on Netflix. It was one of those. Yeah, yeah like uh, your like your new day. And, yeah, yeah kind of like you got to like escape from the Undertaker's haunted mansion. No Paul Bearer though, so what a rip off. And what's the point? Uh, if there's no Paul yeah. Bearer, you know. Yeah, I feel like they could have at least worked his voice into it a little bit. You know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 
the great voices. I want a hologram Paul Bearer starring in that thing. And then you, then you <laughs> Surprised they didn't do that in one of the Saudi Arabia shows. <laughs> For twerking, sure. Twerking a uh, Paul Bearer in there. Uh, what do you guys think about doing some quick hits? We'll uh, we'll get out of here. I got some. Sweet. So NXT tonight, and, and I haven't watched it yet, but they announced that their next major show is going to be War Games. So they're bringing back War Games again, uh, kind of a full nice. – but not the War Games, of course, that we all knew and loved as children. Give me a roof, you coward. Yeah, no, they're going to have a cage with the penalty box thing until you, you know, come out and no roof. And, yeah, it'll probably involve – some fighting outside mm. of the cage, and and honestly, so, so what, it, it, what it's you're saying to me, is that they're not. Br- what you're saying is they're not bringing back war games. <laughs> well, they're calling it they're war doing games because they own it. it yeah, kind of like they called last time uh, Halloween Havoc, and um, they did have a spin the wheel, but not well, the same. They did also have Chucky uh, recognizing Braun Breaker, yes, which they is did. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He said something about his dad. Like, you look familiar. I think I know your dad. Exactly. Ah. That was great. Just call him Steiner. <laughs> put a go. Put a big sign on Titan Towers before I get arrested. And just like, just call him Steiner. Right. Put on the door, like but Martin like, Luther. But but like as far as war games goes, like here's what irks me. Sometimes WWE they get into their schedules. Like this is when we're gonna do this match. This is. And it's like, it may not necessarily fit in terms of the programming. Hell in the Cell is really bad. Like, sometimes they'll have their first match as a Hell in a Cell. That should be the blow-off for any feud. Uh, So it's silly to not try and time that a little better. Um, And War Games, they always have that around Survivor Series. You've got a roster of basically virtually unknowns. And we're expected to invest in this, like, grueling team-based elimination battle. When we barely know the the participants, by and large, because it's all these no, new young guys. So Is I'm it not a three a team thing again. I don't. I think it's. I'm sure it's two, but I haven't. I haven't found out yet. So. I, haven't I mean, look. Out. If they're doing as long as they're doing two teams and they're alternating one and one, that one that I watched with the with the, the three, three teams, teams and then yeah, you know, you three guys come in at once and eh, no, not, that's that's not for me. They do do a women. Back on it. Well, I agree with that. Uh, they did do a women's one that was actually the women's one I thought was better than the men's the last time they did it. Um, so that was yeah, one. It was very good. I I remember that one. That was yeah. very good. Yeah. That was that was the one when um, Dakota Kai turned on the other yep. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Kicked her right out of the penalty box. Oh, very good. Do any of those people still have jobs? Oh, Dakota Kai does. Uh, I guess. Oh, that's uh, good. 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 And the other one's on SmackDown. I can never think of her name. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm sure some of them do. I'd have to see uh, who it was. Um, here's a good one. Here's a good story. Joe, I know you'll appreciate this. So Kurt Angle is talking about an underutilized member of the WWE roster who he thinks will definitely be a WWE champion someday. And I'm not buying it personally. I think he had his chance, but the dude is 42 years old. Um Kurt probably doesn't even know that. Uh, he, he predicts that Robert Roode will win the WWE title before he leaves the company. I think he's more likely to be one of the next ones cut. I feel like he couldn't be more far off from that. And that Bobby Roode is a guy that, you know, back in back in his TNA run with... Uh, oh, he's great. With Beer Money. 
Beer Money, by the way, yeah. another thrown together thrown together tag team. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was a dude with the sky was the limit with that dude. Him and James Storm, they were great mm-hmm. together. And then yeah. when they split them, like, he was a really great potential main eventer. Oh, yeah. I remember they had the the feud with Austin Aries was, like, one of my favorite things Very good. going yeah. on back in then, back then, you know? And, uh, yeah, I well, don't see it in WWE. I don't. I, I mean, Paige got it together and got that really, you know, post-40 push. I think it could be. I mean, who knows what they're even doing there right now? Uh, Bobby Roode's tremendously talented and should be in a picture. His another thrown together tag team. Him and Ziggler are kind of good together. I don't. I don't mind it at all. I I don't mind Bobby, but something with Dolph Ziggler. I just I don't know if it's the Shawn Michaels knockoff thing or just the fact that he tries to act too cool. I just I don't like him. I, I haven't liked Dolph Ziggler in years. Let's be honest, 42 years old at the top of the WWE's main event roster is, is nothing. I mean, historically speaking, the guys at the top end of the roster have worked into their late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, let me put it this way. If he was in NXT, I'd say there's a far better chance that he's getting cut than getting moved up to the main roster. But, I would agree. yeah. He's on Raw. I mean, there's a chance. He's the same age Shawn Michaels was when he retired. And Shawn retired a little young. He didn't have to stop then. He probably could have gone another five or six years and still done good matches. Um, so. Well, he lost his smile and found Jesus. Yeah, but then he came back years later. And he was, you know, he had that second run that I think was every bit as good as the first. So, um, yeah. So, so, there, so there's that. Um, the Rock kind of clarified this week that he probably wouldn't be wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Um, I could see them holding off for Hollywood with that. I don't know what you guys think, but the other the other thing is it could just be a, a swerve because they love to just. I I can't see I can't see him stepping into the ring again. A his body is just not built for wrestling anymore. His body is his body is so different in its in its muscular construction than it was when he was a wrestler. He's now he's built to be, you know, an actor. Built for show, not for go. Thank you. Exactly. And so I, 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 the other thing is, you know, look, if you're Dwayne and and let's be honest, he's not the rock anymore. He's Dwayne. Yeah. And and if you're him and you're, you know, pulling in whatever he pulls in for every movie deal, and you know, because this is how you made your living for a long time, and, and friends of yours have, have gone down that road where it just takes one bad bump to fuck everything up. And he hurt I mean, himself you know, the last time he was in. Yeah. Separate Did you mention right? that? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, against Tina. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you were him, could you really put yourself in that position again where one bad slip no, yeah. and, you know, and got it, to it, break your neck? No payday for him is going to be worth it. He'd only be doing it as a favor for Vince. And the fact that a certain someone was in the last round of cuts makes me think he's not in the mood to do Vince any favors, although his daughter is still employed. Oh, Naya. Yeah. Hmm. I forgot about that. Famous for her... uh... (laughs) Famous for... uh... This. Of course, you remember oh, that. Have my whole <laughs> God, that, that is that is one of the greatest sound bites that this show has ever managed to get. 
Bet better than Sasha Banks on SmackDown? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yeah. I love Mikazi. one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen do it. He okay. is tremendous. Uh, okay. Him and Frankie Arion yeah. go for hours here. In I didn't realize there was a connection there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I no, love that, that guy. That, that was taken from SmackDown. <laughs> oh man. Well, you must hate me now. <laughs> I don't hate anybody. I don't have room for hate, man. Good. Good. Nothing but love. Yeah. I, I, hey, I get nothing but love for Sasha. That's why we made the clip. Uh, <laughs> I uh, last one, and when I was talking about this off the air, I um, I found the official quote, and I and I have to throw it out there. So Ahmed Johnson said, "I can outdraw Stone Cold. Just give me that gimmick." So that's Ahmed Johnson saying he could have been Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, that's a nice. Spot. I don't it's, buy that. It's always. It's always nice to hear that we are still giving people with CTE a platform to speak their mind. You know, that's good for him. I I buy it 100%. Yeah. That that dude was awesome. He was jacked. He had a huge, huge build. He was really athletic. Uh, I think he's another one who had a couple slip-ups. I don't know. I don't think anyone was ever going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's him. That 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 was the person he was built to play. It took him a while to get there, but he was there. But man, Ahmed Johnson, given a different path, I think could have legit been a top guy. I I was in love, man. The Pearl River Plunge, terrible name for a finisher, but it just looked so devastating. Yeah. No, he definitely had that going for him. He was a he was a scary dude in the ring, and yeah. I could see like why people would have gotten behind him. Uh, but I a lot of natural he, charisma. Yeah, he did, but he didn't have Stone Cold charisma like that I don't guy. Think so, but he could have been. He could have been. A, he could have been a big guy. He could have yeah. been a top guy. Hmm. He should have been a top guy for sure. Yeah. I, uh, Stro, what do you think? Could Ahmed Johnson have taken the Stone Cold role? Fantasy Booker. Uh, it, it, one time, it, like. We, was mentioned though. He, he was very talented and yeah. uh, and he's he very well on his way. Basically, Stone Cold, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. I mean, I'm not necessarily couldn't pull it off, uh, but it would be, of course, a different type of a Stone Cold persona. I would, I would think, than the one Austin um, yeah. is well known for. Yeah. Because, like I said, Austin, Austin, the only pull off the whole Stone Cold Steve Austin deal. But, I think so. But with, um, with Ahmed, I, I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he, he could pull it off in, in his own way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'd be his, his own style. Like, I think me, if you flop yeah. the leads of the Nation of Domination and you give him that feud with The Rock instead of late-in-career Ron Simmons, mm-hmm. I think that elevates him to a different level. Although, Ron right. wasn't really late in his career because he still had a whole second chapter of the APA to write after that. Yeah, yeah. Throwing together yeah. tag team. He was old. Yeah, you're right, throwing together tag team. Uh, so I, I think with Ahmed, though, you know, he, 
with with Simmons and 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 Dwayne the Rock, I think they're just better talkers, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a definite drawback. I. I, I, so I I based my my immediate answer was like that's crazy now like no way, um and, and I based that largely on when Ahmed left there and he went to WCW if you remember um I think it was like Big T or something like that he he did the whole feud with Booker T, and yeah. to see those guys the letter T oh my God I just remember that yeah see you put it together <laughs> I did. I didn't even get that far, but when they when they and they they were very comparable, you know, both very physically, just very intimidating, very big, and um, Booker T blew him away in terms of charisma. And, and I know Ahmed was at that point he was a couple years removed from kind of being a major star, and like he was definitely a little heavier, a little out of shape, I think, or whatever. But like it just drilled home to me, like this is Booker T up here, and like Ahmed is down here nowhere near that level of Booker T. So that's why like when he said that my first thought was like, yeah, no, you you had that mm. chance to kind of get there and you didn't. I just don't think he had the charisma that that, that Stone Cold did. Hey, well give me give me one memorable Ahmed Johnson promo. I mean what you know. Well I think Stro said it like that that's where it really I think yeah. he had a lot of natural charisma. He, uh, um, ability to talk just isn't there. The yep. only and, and, and you know you can't be film goers can't cut a promo. Right. The only one that jumps out at me in terms of promos and it's horrible to look back on now was the one when Goldust kissed him and, and he pushed him away and he got all mad. And so you couldn't even do that today. Yeah. You know. He was basically a, a homophobic baby face. Yeah. Not unlike Scott Hall. He was. You know. He was Tim Hardaway with the Goldust. <laughs> I didn't you know, say Roddy that. Piper made uh, a, uh, Roddy Piper did a whole WrestleMania match on, based on that, right? On a homophobia, yeah. Program. Yeah. Well, that was how Goldust made back his first year. Yeah. Backlot. Back yeah. Roll. The Backlot was the first African-American intercontinental champion. Yes, I did know that. Mm. Yeah. Cool stuff. So, uh, did any of you guys have anything to plug on the way out tonight? All Stroh's fine work. Oh, we forgot to mention it's Chris Jericho's birthday. I didn't know that. How old is he? How old is he? I think 51, 52? Okay. Huh. I did not know that. Well, this Thursday night, guys, for one night only, this Thursday night in theaters, Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago, the director's cut. Yeah. Wait a minute. 40 minutes of additional footage added to wow. the movie that contains no less than three montages. And one of those montages, I recall, features scenes that happened earlier in the same movie. Okay. So there had to be a ton of shit on the cutting room floor. They finally put it back together. They're doing one night only Fathom events. Uh, check your local listings if you want to go check it out. If not, it's going to go streaming somewhere on Friday so you'll be able to watch it. Oh, I got to so, check that out. That's but if you're, if you're like nice. me, you want to see Rocky Four with a big crowd, so I'll be <laughs> going to check that out. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, anybody else? Once, twice? No? I got nothing. I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out when I can, can ask Papa Stro to, to take me under his wing and do some of those old school WCW throwback stuff because, man, I got some ideas. Oh, man, any time. Yeah. Please do. 
Got to ask the wife for some time off of, you know. Yeah. Right. He's every Thursday night right here. Uh, Ray, you got nothing? No, it's just right, all right. Stroh's fine work. I I see we have uh, some more callers on the line. Sorry, guys. Uh, we ran out of time for this week. Uh, Dustin in particular. Uh, I'll get to you next week, pal. Sorry about that. Uh, but I do miss you, so please call back soon. Uh, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? Well, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, WCB Retro will return next week with a, a, a topic called uh, Build Your Own Survivor Series Team, Past and Present. So I'm really excited for next week's <laughs> WCB Retro episode. Yeah, that's cool. Next Thursday. And, of course, Friday night, uh, the Stro Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time at Facebook.com slash Build Your Micro. Uh, the feature will be the ghost and Mr. Chicken starring Don Very cool. Uh, from my end, thank you everybody who came out to ECWA. Uh, Sorry about that. I don't know what happened there. Uh, thank you to everybody who came out to ECWA back on Saturday night. Be sure to check out the show on IWTV. And uh, be sure to check out future shows. I believe the Super 8 is coming up next. That's in March. So be sure to check out ECWAWrestling.com for that, for more tickets and information, all that jazz. Uh, thank you to the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for, Kathy, Stroh, uh, Derek, Ray, Matt, uh, Kevin, Patrick. I, all you guys are just amazing, and you bring so much to the show. I really appreciate it. Everybody check out all the great stuff. Available on VOCNation.com and on your favorite podcast platforms. Buy the T-shirts. Check out the social media, all that stuff. And thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Number one. No, not number one anymore. He's the Mecca. Brian Johnson, formerly of Ring of Honor. We're going to be talking with him next week on the show and so much more. Everybody have a great week. I love you all very much. Take care. <laughs>